I want to just focus on Mary and ask you, how many, how many sermons have you ever heard on Mary? Uh, you don't often hear it in a Protestant church. I think it's in reaction to the Catholics' um, worship of Mary. She's like a two-dimensional figure that gets brought out at Christmas time and then with baby Jesus gets put away until a year later. But actually, she's an amazing woman. So um, let me just read a scripture to give, give us some context. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married uh, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Say that to the woman next to you or somewhere around you. Try the other side. Greetings, favored woman. Yeah, the Lord is with you confused and disturbed. Let's hope none of you are confused. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You'll conceive, give birth to a son, and you'll name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never, ever, 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 ever end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but now she's in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. You might be facing something, nothing is impossible with God. God can come through in that situation. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. And basically, it was funny because as I was preparing, I felt this nudge in my spirit and the voice of God, which I hoped it was, saying, only have one point. I like three points. I only have one point. So I prepared for one, but I should have prepared for half of one. He, should have, he, he, he didn't tell me quite specifically enough how much I wouldn't have. But what I wanted to say is, why was she chosen? Why was she the most significant Jewish woman on the planet at that time? Why was she special? And really, she's the most significant woman that's ever been, been born because she got to bear, to, to give birth to the Son of God and then to have him through her, her life. What an amazing privilege. She rejoiced in every good thing that ever happened. Every time Jesus did a miracle, if she wasn't there, she heard about it and she smiled. She could wake up in the morning remembering this and this and this and this and this, and she would just glow, I'm sure, because of the fulfillment in her life, seeing what Jesus was doing. But when we come to the end of her life, that's what I want to, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that she didn't just, she was chosen not just because she started well and she believed, she had faith, she was chosen because she would still be there at the end. Many people come to Christ and start well and then they get distracted or they get knocked out or it's too painful and they say, God, I can't take anymore and they literally walk away from their Christian walk. God knew that this young girl, and, and man, where's Zoe been? Are you here, Zoe? Stand up, will you? Zoe had her 18th birthday party just the other day 
Turn around, Zoe, so everyone can just see how young 18 is. Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. That's great. And look, Mary was younger than Zoe, they say. She could have been anywhere around 14 to 16 years of age. And she had faith. But God, when he looked at someone like Zoe, he knew she would still be there at the end. Will you still be there at the end when they're putting, just before they're putting your body in a, in a casket? Will you still be walking with the Lord? Think about what Mary had to face. Let's bring up uh, one of the scriptures. In fact, probably I, I, I won't bother with it. Um, no, I will. I will. <laughs> Standing near the cross was Jesus' mother. And his mother's sister, his auntie, and Mary, the wife of Clophis, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple that he loved, that's John, he said to her, Mom, or as the Americans go, Mom, here's your son. And he said to John, here's your, your mother. And from that time on, John took Mary into his home. And then she was still there after the cross. Imagine what it was like for the mother to see her son crucified. I mean, imagine it. I've got a picture, actually, from, from one of the, the movies, the hauntedness of, in, in Mel Gibson's movie of, of Mary and, and having to see her son like that. And, and imagine her heart getting ripped apart. You know, oh, God, this is too hard. This, is, this hurts way too much. God, you can't mean me for me to keep going and yet to have to go through something like this. And yet she did. She trusted. She stayed with God through all the pain, all the hardship that, that was there. And she was still there in the book of Acts when Pentecost was just about to begin. They were all together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and several other women with the, the brothers of Jesus. And God's intention is that all of us, like Mary, get to finish well. She did not allow herself to be knocked out of the race, to be distracted. Jesus told parables where he said so, um, that, that um, can we have the scripture up? So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need, this is in Hebrews, you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you'll receive what he's promised. In just a little while, he who's coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So many Christians have shrunk back from holding on to Jesus. But we, the writer of Hebrews says, do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. You see, God is looking for people who will follow him throughout their life. Clint was asked, and, and Luke were asked, will you follow Jesus right the whole course of the distance? And Mary said, be it unto me, as, as you've said, I'm in for it. I'm up for it. Whatever it takes, I will be there. And I'm not saying that everything was hard. As I said at the beginning, Mary had all these amazing, fulfilling moments in, in her life, but there were hard points. There were things that cost her her heart being ripped open. And you know what? She didn't, history tells us that she didn't just have a faith in God. She also had a love for the church till the very end. She loved God and she loved his church. This imperfect group of people, yet divinely organized and called out people to be a church together. Mary stayed loving the church. The sad thing is that over the 23 years I've been here, I've seen people walk away from his church. 
But Mary stayed. I've been to Ephesus, where, where John became the pastor of that church, and uh, Mary's house has been discovered. Now, I have, Sandra and I didn't go to it, but Graham and Jennifer went to uh, Mary's house, and they can tell you about what they saw there. She stayed loving the church all the way through. But you know what happened? When Nero decided he wanted to stamp out John, he had him arrested, he had him taken to Rome, he was going to execute John at one of his dinner parties to entertain his guests. That's what Fox's Book of Martyrs tells us. And so he decided that he would boil the oil, a huge vat of oil, and have John lowered down into the oil. And while, it, while he was lowering John down into the oil... John's preaching at him. You may call yourself a God, but you are not a God. There is only one God, Father, Son, and Spirit, and, and Jesus is his son. Jesus is God. He's preaching. Mary had John ripped away from her, losing a second son. If you know the story of John's life, you know he didn't die. They put him preaching to, to Nero into the, into the vat of oil until it's coming up. Blah, 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 blah. They raised him up, and there were no screams, and there was no burnt flesh, and he's preaching still at Nero. <laughs> so they put him down again into the vat, and several times he went down there. Must have ruined Nero's dinner party. And eventually, he said, okay, send him to Patmos. Get him out of my sight. Exile him. And that's where the book of Revelation was downloaded to John. But Mary's heart was ripped twice with the loss of her son's. First Jesus, then again. And yet, she clung on to belief in God, and she walked through loving God and loving his church right the way. Richard Starling, I was at his um, celebration of retirement um, on Wednesday night, and they did it so well. Beautiful dinner, and there were stories about Richard that, that were going on there. And, and Richard uh, started a ministry. Someone's phone's going off. Ah, got a minute. Got a minute. <laughs> Ten twenty-nine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Any problems, talk to Carol. And and so I went to uh, Richard's thing and all these stories come out and he had he started with nothing, nothing, nothing. And he finished with shops that they owned in, in um, uh, Hampshire Street and and staff and, and a transition process and um, programs in schools and kids for, for 20 years being taken on outdoor adventures that were there, and it's all been transferred over to the, to the next generation. But I want to tell you, um, every year, Richard faced battles and problems and difficulties. There were staff issues. There were board issues. There, Richard had a heart attack. What he did in his heart attack was he realized he was having a heart attack, so he got up and had a shower, then rang the ambulance, and then went back to the bed and said, Barbara, um, it's okay, I'm having a heart attack, but the ambulance is just about here. You can stay asleep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The police raided him at one stage, and they sent, they, they sent a, a, their, their men uh, into one of the gangs in Aranui, and then they came to Richard at the very end, and, and they accused him of being a, a cover for gang prospecting, and said, you're, you're just trying to get these young kids into the gangs, and you're the, you're the mechanism through. And one of the policemen came right into Richard's space and said, I hope you're not intimidated. 
So Richard stands up and gets into his face and goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> but for 21 years, I was a sounding board to Richard through these times. There were accusations against him. There were accusations against him. There were accusations against him. For 21 years, he refused to give up. He refused to go back on the call of God. He refused to stop following Jesus and what Jesus was telling him to do. And he's retired now, but that's just a new season that Richard will go in. Mary made it to the end of her life, still loving God, still loving the church. You know, if you're part of any organization, but particularly the church, there will be times of rub. There will be times of annoyance. There may be times of offense. But you know, the church has been given the greatest weapon there is in the world. It comes from the cross of Calvary. It's called repentance and forgiveness. And with repentance and forgiveness, we can change. We can stay together. We can be loving. Richard is different today than he was 21 years ago when he started that ministry. He's less arrogant. He's less stubborn. He's less opinionated. I say less. There's but it's the rub that's changed him. As he's held on to God and the rub has done its work, he's more humble. He's more loving. He's more aware it's God's grace that's holding him and allowing him to do the things that he's doing. And he has become a man who walks humbly. It's true, Tony, isn't it? You're on his board, Robert. And it's because of that. If we get our own way all the time. What's the saying that Lord Alfred had? Power corrupts and ultimate power corrupts. Ab absolute power corrupts absolutely. God is at work in our lives. Can he trust you to stay with him? Have you set the course of your life after Jesus? Come what may. Are you going to finish your life at full pursuit and slide into your coffin going, okay, God, beam me up? Come what may. Can we have the band? You can lead us in a final song. Mary ran her race. She stayed in her lane. She ran hard. She was not pushed out of the way. Let's be people that commit to that as well.